0: Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Grand Drive, presented by Cole Purple Circle <laughs> Magazine.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: we're so yeah. proud to to be a part of that and have them come on as a sponsorship. Uh Took us a couple headshots for a uh magazine spread. Come on,
1: yeah, I know.
0: I th- I think yours was a lot more fantastic than mine. Oh.
1: Yeah, but I mean, look at me. I mean, everything I do is more fantastic than you. More yeah, fantastic. I mean
0: your your Christmas your Christmas card material. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah, Walmart, baby. Uh, Cole, how's your week, my man? Been good. Uh, you know, kind of glad that it warmed up a little bit. We got all that rain last week. It warmed up a little bit. Uh, got some green grass for the first time, and. I don't know, since probably April, maybe maybe the first part of May. First time we had green grass at the house. Uh I mean it's not tall but it did green up a little bit. It's probably junk grass, but that's fine. We'll uh we'll take a little bit of grain, it doesn't matter. Uh, so uh kinda still in the in the heart of of pig cell season, so we've got got one we had to do this week in Bullard. uh so uh you know, and with that being said, we're also getting pretty pretty close to being right in the thick of thing in jackpot season. And that's uh you know, that's gonna I guess why well, our special guest is gonna tie into that uh, pretty good. Uh so uh I think for you. Uh so you are no longer a restaurateur, correct?
0: Uh uh, it's not been made Facebook official, but uh that is true. The uh, the shack is under new ownership, new management. Going to be some some great personnel that are Stephenville native. Uh, they're going to take over it. Uh, young man, Colby Stoker and his family, uh, they're going to fall right in line with the shack. They're going to grow it and take it to places that, that it's never been before. So we're very happy for them, very excited for them, and, and can't wait to see where, where that goes.
1: So what, what's nah. that mean for you? What's that mean for you? It means you don't have to rush
0: home from every big show, uh bowl of crawfish and shrimp on the weekends in the spring, yeah, right? It, it does. It does for us. Uh, you know, usually we would we'd cook on the weekends. That means on Thursdays one of us had to run down to Houston, and get supply and, you know, from Stephenville to Houston and back is about, you know, with a little bit of conversation and load up time. It's about a twelve hour turnaround uh to get down there and get back and then we gotta have somebody uh at the shop at about seven thirty, eight o'clock Friday morning, getting prepped for everything. And then uh we work until about midnight Friday night and then get up there about noon the following day on Saturday and, and start all over again. So it 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 really is uh exciting to have Kobe and them take it, but you are right, it's it's gonna free us up a lot on the weekends and <laughs>
1: Does this mean uh no more Saturday morning screaming matches that your wife telling you how dumb you
0: are. <laughs> uh those probably those happen those happen, those happen those happened before the shack. So yeah, I'm I'm those are gonna probably continue to happen. Uh yeah. I need to be reminded every once in a while that, that I am not the most interesting man in the world. Well, my wife is uh
1: about two weeks out from having a baby, so she reminds me every day of how dumb I am.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I, I mean, I know y'all had Hadley running around there, and she's uh quite the handful and quite the partner. But but y'all fixing to have another little little baby to tend to? Yeah, we're old, so it's gonna be a
1: little harder this time. <laughs> uh, that's okay.
0: Yeah, but you have you have a good community to help you help you raise it, right? There, there's gonna be a big village to 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 help out whenever needed.
1: Oh, it don't matter. We'll just get her one of them little. Cane a milk replacer deals and put it in a little <laughs> milk replacer and get tied to the corner of a crib and teach her how to drink out of it.
0: Should be just fine. Well, if you go ahead and teach them early to be independent, then you ain't got to when they're nine, ten, eleven years old.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, kind of like just, just independent,
0: both show. Sure. <laughs> kind of like one of them old longhorn calves. They ain't got a whole lot of grass to
1: eat and ain't a lot of water, but.
0: But they make it and they thrive just fine, huh? Uh,
1: this year, being a uh, being a superintendent, principal, all the school board, teacher, nurse, <laughs> and cafeteria lady for uh, Stems University.
0: Stems University is going good, man. The kids have really, really made the transition from public school to homeschool really well. Uh, they're thoroughly enjoying it. And, you know, just hearing of, of some of the issues that have gone on here in Stephenville the first couple of weeks, uh, it just kind of confirms that that the decision we made, uh, I think we're very, very happy with. Uh, you know, the kids, uh, we have a schedule for them to follow and, and they follow it, you know, so they've got a routine down. Uh, they get up, they feed, they walk, they come back and then we have a little exercise class and make breakfast and then they get get busy with school about 8.30. So uh, without all the distractions and such and having to change classes and dealing with little piss-head kids, you know, they put in a good three and a half, four hours, and we're done by twelve thirty one o'clock every day.
1: So, everyone that doesn't know, Luke was on the school board for Stephenville ISD, and uh, the unfortunate thing about Stephenville is we are a university town, so we have a starting to get a few more of the, uh, I guess, uh, maybe the ways that don't quite sit right with people like Luke Sims and things like that. He's a mover and a shaker, and, uh, he went in, he went in shaking the tree like a gorilla, knocked all the coconuts out, flipped in the bird, says, peace out, I'm done with y'all bitches, and now he's on
0: that's it that's it peace out boy scout we uh i I thought i had some support there you know cole uh i think you and i was kind of raised probably pretty close to the same way we have some old school morals and values of hard work and ethics and yes ma'am and no sir and uh you know some things like that that some of this modernized belief bullshit doesn't, doesn't follow uh i know not everybody has the opportunity to to homeschool the kids but with, with the way that things are in the world now, it's not like when you and I went to school or especially when, when our parents went to school. You know, there's 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 some crazy things going on, and, and you can't shelter kids from everything. But, you know, we, we had the opportunity to homeschool ours, so I, I think that's the, the best so decision. So next time you have to go
1: to Orla for two weeks, just bring them with you. And you can sit in a truck and you can... You can give Holt the hard hat. Tell him to go over there, check them out, or go over there and make
0: sure them people are wearing their safety harness, <laughs> and stuff like that. So. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep them out of Orla, Texas. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep letting them work some pig sales and and uh, do some homeschooling. But ooh wee, that 285 out there is dangerous.
1: All no, right. but
0: you're, you're you're right. We got we got we're fixing to come right in the middle of smack dab of jackpot season down here and. In Texas and, and, and the southern part of the United States, you know, I think uh, with all these sales and stuff, people are getting their spring spring herd put together. Uh, we've been working hard on on ours with, well, with help from you and to get them and, get them going.
1: And those Yankee boys, those Northern boys, tell us, is, you know, Texas, we're built a little different. We like jackpots. We run them all year long. We we'll run yeah. from thirty to from thirty pounds to 330 pounds, and all points in between. Keep the nuts in, and uh, we get to 125. And if we know they ain't going to weigh back, we might stretch
0: it out to 175. But that's that second row, baby. Uh, yeah. There's a song out there by Casey Donahue. It says "Built Different," and that's just kind of the way it is out here. We we get the miles out of our pigs for sure. So, call for our positive comment for the week. Uh, this is something I kind of found on, on one of the social medias. When I read it, I was like, man, that hits the nail on the head. And it says you deserve everything you thought you had no business dreaming of. You know, I, I think that correlates directly to to our industry of, uh, you know, if you work hard and you put in the effort and you get a couple lucky breaks, uh, man, th- this industry will take you to places you never thought you could go.
1: Yeah. I, I gotta
0: agree with that. You know, and uh, I think that I, I think that goes for the kids. I think it goes for breeders. I think it goes for for judges, you know. Um possibilities are endless. Absolutely
1: endless. So I uh I got a, a few shows on the book judges, fall i'm not a I enjoy judging but kinda of to a point now where my December is so full with petting dues and activity scenes and you know, between that and having show and I you know, I I think I
0: watched my daughter show at two jackpots last year. Uh, uh you've got a guest coming on with us that I think is gonna go through some of the term terminology of, you know, some of these jackpots that we here may not know of and and I think this is gonna be a real, real good episode, Cole.
1: Well I'm gonna I've gonna forewarn everyone that our special guest is a very intelligent man. He's been in the hog business his whole life. His dad has been in the hog business longer than most people in the hog business now have been alive. There's not much he won't say or do. So, uh, guys, if that's going to bother you, then I suggest you just cut it off right now because our special (laughs) guest is raw and unfiltered.
0: All right, cool. So with, uh, jackpot season coming up i think it's a good idea that that we invade and invited mr david chumley on this afternoon i think you know for a lot of people even some seasoned bets, there's a lot of lingo that's talked about in the show ring that that people might not understand and uh you bringing david on it is a great idea I, I think there's probably more that they don't understand than they do and
2: this is something i had spoken with uh david about and and, uh, I guess if some of these people listen, don't know David Chumley, uh, and they may not know him, but the damn sure probably know his dad, John, he is probably the GOAT. He's been around the block and a very well-respected man in this industry. And, and I wish that one day, I hope that I know a a, a small fraction of what, of what David's dad does. And that that's, you know, and David as well, David is very knowledgeable in this. And, and we just talked because, uh, there's so many of these jackpots we go to, uh, you know, we hear things that sometimes we don't understand. I know that during the season I will see a lot of on some of these Facebook pages, somebody'll ask a question, is like, my judge said my pig needed this. Uh what does that mean? You know, uh and you know, I, I guess I'll let David touch on that a little bit here, uh, just because it's it's getting to it's getting jackpot season and this is geared, you know, to the people maybe that are listening that might not know the answers to some of these, maybe we can kind of clarify some of that. And, and if if not, maybe they can go back as a reference point and say, Hey, this is what he said. This is it. Because uh, sometimes it's not just easier, you know? Yeah. So David though, we've introduced you. Uh, we'll give you the floor for a minute. Let you talk a little bit about yourself. And uh, as David is, like I said, he's a lifelong show pig guy. Uh, you know, he has kids that currently show he showed, uh, he is an attorney in the DFW, like Collin County area. Very good one as well. So uh, I guess if me and you screw up on this podcast, at least we got him in. At attorney least, least we got him in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
3: aboard, David. Uh,
0: I'm with you, Luke and Cole. Thank you. Uh, David, uh, introduce yourself a little bit and, and give us a rundown a little bit about, about uh, you know, of your background and,
3: and where where we're going with this conversation today. Sure. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Cole, again. It's a pleasure and an honor to uh, have you invite me. Um, as I told Luke and Cole out there, I've been listening to all their podcasts. I think it's awesome. I think it's very educational and entertaining, and it's something that even though I've been doing it a while, it's something that I've learned things from, and I invite everyone, and I think it's beneficial to anybody, whether you're a first-year showman or, you know, been doing it 40 years, as Dad and I have. Uh, I think it's a, a great value to, to all of us. And so, and I mean that sincerely, I wouldn't come on the podcast if I didn't think so. And quite frankly, I'll be honest with you, Cole didn't really invite me. I invited myself and he accepted my invitation. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Anybody anybody that wants to hang out with us, he invited me, but no, I invited myself. So, but, but I invited myself because quite frankly, Luke, I, I think what we're about to talk about is extremely important. It sounds benign. It sounds kind of silly. You know, so pick terminology that judges use, like, oh, focus on jackpots, but any shows for that matter. But I think it's very important because it bleeds into the whole program. It bleeds into how people feel about all the work they put in, all the effort they put in, all the money, all the value in the kids they put in. And then when they can't understand why their hog was seventh at Houston, because a judge, or at a jackpot, as Co said, a judge is using some esoteric terms that even a guy like me, that's been doing it 40 years, don't understand. I think we have a problem, and that's why I'm passionate about the subject. That's why I appreciate Cole accepting my my invitation to come, and uh, let's talk about it. So yeah, so real quick, since you asked, look, I, I wasn't going to go into this, but my background is simple. I uh, grew up on a pig farm, raised pigs my whole life, been doing it since I was four. Ran a 30 to 50 cell head operation uh, in the uh, late 70s, 80s, early 90s with my father, John, as Cole alluded to, who was trying to get on, but due to technical difficulties, did not, was not able to. But so did that. I was state F.A. officer, 94, 95. I believe in the program. I believe in 4-H. I believe in F.A. I believe in the school-sponsored activities. And that is one of my sounding blocks. You know, I know we call it an industry now, but when I grew up, we didn't call it an industry. And I get it. People make a lot of money off of it. And we've got $30,000, 50000 $100,000 pig selling now. And I get it. But the industry thing wears me out a little bit, frankly. It, it's a school-sponsored program. It's nothing different than you enrolling your kid in an art class and your kid participating in an art fair. It's nothing different than you enrolling enroll, your kid in a robotics class and your kid participating in a robotics fair. It's nothing different then you enrolling your kid in football, basketball, you name all the sports, and them participating. Unfortunately, ours has gotten to a point that it's gotten out of control where there's so much money involved where they call it an industry. And at the end of the day, if we take away the FFA ag teachers, if we take away the county extension 4-H agents, we have no program. And that's something everybody needs to remember. So here's what I'll say. Uh, So getting to my topic – but staying on my background a little bit, we've so we we we've had champion at San Antonio. I, I, me and Dad bought for my clan 03. We've had reserve at Houston, or excuse me, champion at Houston, same year 03, that me and Dad raised. Uh, we've had, my nephew uh, has had uh, several division winners, class winners, et cetera. My son, he showed three years, he had a champion, light like cross at Austin, different things, class winners, reserve heavy division at San Antonio, different things. So, anyways, I believe in this program. I truly believe that we need to change directions. And I get it. Money drives everything. I get it. I mean, I'm a, as Corey already alluded to, I'm a 23-year year lawyer. I've been doing it 17 years. I do insurance. I fight over money every day. So, I get it. Money rules the day. But at the same time, I think we need to take a step back and realize, okay, this is a school-sponsored activity. And I get the grooves and, you know, the jocks and all that. But this is school-sponsored activity where kids need to learn certain things. And that's at the end of the day what we're trying to teach them. We're trying to teach them responsibility. We're trying to teach them work ethic. We're trying to teach them how to win or lose. That's the bottom line. And once you cloud all that with all this other stuff, it gets cloudy to me. So here's my example. I'll I'll give this to you, Luke. Here's my example, and I'm going to go into my subject. And you all interrupt me at any point. Uh, But I call it the Johnny 4-H kid or Freddie 4-H or whatever you want to say. Okay. So let's say, well, let's call it Freddie FFA. So a good friend of mine, I'm going to name his name. I'm not naming any other names, but very, very dear friend of mine, Stevie Horton, who I think is an excellent ag teacher, and Cole knows him, obviously. Very, very good ag teacher. Oh. Yes, yeah, one of the best, um, in my opinion, and uh, very, very good dear friend of mine. Uh, I will be at his funeral, and I would hope he would be at mine. But but in any event, so think about him, man. So he's in his first year ag class, freshman ag class. And he's saying, and and this is true. I mean, he says, "Hey, raise your hand if you want to show an animal." They raise their hand. Okay, raise your hand if you want to show a hog. They raise their hand. Raise your hand if you want to show a lamb. Raise your hand. You know, and that that kid is who it's all about. Think about this: the groups, the hog jocks. You know, let let's say, and Cole, I'll ask you, how many big groups are there? Maybe ten, maybe. Yeah. Ten yeah. big ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so they and they probably have a hundred hogs each. So let's let's just call it a thousand pigs. But that's spread between four or five shows. So yeah. let's say they have forty or fifty or thirty or forty at each show. Okay, well if they're just beating up on themselves at San Antonio and Houston, if we weed out the little Johnny or Freddie Ag kid out of this deal, then they're just beating up on themselves. So then San Antonio and Houston, I'm just using the two biggest as examples. They're looking at it like. Dude, we went from 3,000, 4,000 pigs. Now we got 400. What good is that? We have to keep that kid involved. So, Johnny, yeah. so getting back to so getting back to it, Luke, Johnny raised his hand and said, I won't show a pig. So, Stevie says, okay, Johnny, what do you want to spend? He said, man, I can spend a 1,000 bucks, which is good for Johnny. His, pig, his parents probably live in a subdivision. They're going to keep it at the ag barn. Probably work you know, you know, regular jobs like anybody, maybe a teacher, this or that. A thousand bucks is a lot for a first time person. Absolutely. I mean, that's a lot to spend on a volleyball deal or a basketball deal or an art contest or a robotics contest. So Johnny says, "I, my parents will pony up a thousand bucks." Okay. Well, and then Stevie tells him, "Okay, well, Johnny, you know, Lenders Feed or perina or Tim Fourth Feed Primo or whatever is going to cost you twenty dollars a bag, thirty dollars a bag, etc." And you're probably gonna to have to spend another five hundred, and then Johnny, your pig may get sick, then you have to spend another hundred or two hundred. So Johnny, we're really looking at about fifteen hundred to two thousand bucks here. And then Johnny agrees to it. Okay, so then Don, Johnny works his tail off. Him and his parents, they 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 go to the Ag barn every day, and they commit to it, and he commits to it, and he does the right thing. Stevie teaches him how to show, you know, and he he's committed. He's in, and his parents are in. Well, then, uh, you know, Johnny goes to the county show or major show, whatever, and he gets, you know, I, I'm going to call it a major show. I, it's just an easier example for me, but I agree with Cole on the jackpot example. You know, he goes to the major show, and let's say Johnny, he gets lucky. He's got three seconds. He's worked his tail off for six months because these pigs are so old, you have to feed them like show steers now. So you're feeding them from ba- basically August to, you know, February, March, and – uh <laughs> You know, Johnny's worth his tail off every day. His parents have put the financial investment that Johnny can drive. He's a freshman, so they're putting their time investment in it, running him up to Ag Barn twice a day to feed him, tan him, do everything we got to do to him. And then, uh, you know, Johnny gets pulled. He gets pulled. So that three or four seconds turned out good. So then he gets pinned at Houston. Wonderful. So now there's 20 in the pin and 10 make the sale. So Johnny's got to get in the top 10. Boom. Johnny gets eighth, let's call it. Boom. And then the judge spends two or three seconds, which is fine. I have no complaint there, and I have no complaints with any judges. I'm not naming any judges. I don't even remember the judges that use this language I'm about to use, so that's irrelevant to me. But then when Johnny's parents are looking there, they got all this financial investment, them with Johnny. Johnny's got his time investment. He's named the pig. He loves the pig. This is his pig. He gets three or four seconds for the judge to tell him, why he was eight, and the judge uses this terminology that nobody can understand. And I've been doing it 40 years, and I've never seen it. I just talked to a major hall guy tonight, and I told him that Cole was going to allow me to be talking to you, Luke and Cole, tonight. And uh, he agreed with me completely. He said about four years ago it changed. I thought it was about three years ago, but I've been doing it 40 years, and I've never seen it. I can't even understand it. I've had to ask people some terminology. So that's kind of my point. So before I get into my actual topic, that's where I'm at. So Cole, Luke, y'all shoot away.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you 100%, David, that, uh, you know, Freddie 4-H there, or ag, or or whatever terminology we use, uh, has put all that time, effort, and money into a project and really doesn't know what the judge is talking about to either better next year or better at the next show or – or whatever, and, and and nobody really, really explains that terminology. I think that was a great description for, for everybody of how that works and how, how confusing that, that can be for somebody.
3: Yeah, I, I could not have said it better, Luke, and, and you actually projected it out better than what I was saying. It's, it's about it trying to improve your livestock for the next year. And when you yeah. don't understand why your livestock that year wasn't sufficient enough then how are you going to figure it out? So that's a very good point there, Ruth. Very good point. Yeah,
0: it's it's no different than getting, you know, one of them kids' toys, uh, you know, for a birthday or something, and, and you have to put it together in the uh, instructions are in Japanese or Chinese or whatever. I mean, you just don't have the tools to, to get to where you want to be. So, I agree.
2: So now we're getting uh, – now that we're kind of getting – to the point of ask some questions and maybe talk about a little bit of terminology that that uh that you understand or some people understand. I mean, do you have a few that maybe you here have heard that kinda either that you may know what they are,
3: but a lot of people probably wouldn't. Yeah, well there's some I don't know. So you ready to get in the main topic, Cole? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, some I I didn't know, but I do know now because I've had very good hog people that have been freaking my a long time explain to me. So we'll start with one of my pet peeves, stilty fronted. Stilty, S-T-I-L-T-H-L-Y, I I think, fronted. Which, from what I've learned, so I had a fourth at Houston two years ago that was called stilty fronted, and that's fine. I mean, he was a little straight blade to knee to ground. That's fine. I mean, I'm not complaining by no means. And uh, But I didn't know what it meant, so I asked. Again, I won't name names other than Stevie, who I've named. Uh, but I didn't know what it meant, so I asked some hope, guys. What did that mean? What did that actually mean? Excuse me. And uh, it means straight, straight from it. So okay. So I mean, I mean, let me ask you, because Cole, I'm going to punt some of this back on you. And I know, in Luke's comment true. too, I just know you're a little younger to this. Uh, I mean, Cole, I mean, have I mean, how many times have you heard that? I mean, has that been like three, like? Like, how recent has it been for you to hear that stuff? Three or four uh, years pre- or what? Pretty,
2: pretty recent, you know. I mean, and and there's a better way to explain that. But so many uh, – and I don't know how young or old the person was that said that. I just uh, – I know a lot of the younger guys just say some odd things, you know. One that I've heard recently, and I still haven't figured out what they're talking about, is when they say, like, one is – more bendy in his hawk I, I've heard a few people say that and I scratch my head because when I'm looking at the pig the the two pigs I've seen it on I had no idea what they're talking about I mean I don't I mean do you know what what they' be talking about when they said pig is more bendy in his hawk uh-huh.
3: And I, hey, I'll be honest with you, I have not heard that one, but no, I do not. What I guess they're saying, I mean, the pig, the, pig the person's was referring to, to. I guess they're saying they have more flex than hawk to ground or something. I mean, what are they saying?
2: Well, I, I mean, Bendy? that's what I would and think. I have not heard that. That's what I would think. But the pig this person was referring to was pretty damn bow legged. So I don't know if they meant bending oh, out of your heart, but they used it to win the class. So maybe. Maybe they've meant it in a
3: positive <laughs> way. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, well, if you thought he was bow-legged and he curved him from hawk to ground, he should have won the class. It's funny. Well, but, uh, that well,
2: I mean, I've seen, you You and I have both seen plenty of bow-legged ones win, the, win a class. I mean, it's not the first time. Well, it it's depends the on
3: time. the, I mean, if there's like a small county fair, yes, but if it was that, Houston or San Antonio, that shouldn't have happened, but yeah. And, and,
0: and you know, I, I'm, I'm glad this is, this is a topic of discussion. And, and, you know, this was, this was kind of a a 12th hour deal that we were going to get on this top uh, on this topic for, for this, for this episode, but what a great episode. And, and I just want to say, you know, it's crazy to hear two guys with so much experience talk about it and still not quite understand, you know, the, the, the definite meaning, because I'm sure if if, if judge a says, uh, bendy yada 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 and judge b says bendy yada yada they still can have probably two different interpretations of what that means yeah one, one might mean it to be one thing and one might mean it you know to be and,
2: the other and, and i know and i guess from when i my brief stint judging in college and i realized that uh you know maybe collegiate livestock judging was Oh, it's great. I mean, it's great, but it's maybe not as lined up with, like, an actual stock show. And you can see these guys, and they'll say things like they'll use it. Instead of saying one is maybe a little flatter-footed or a little softer up front, they'll say something like, he's reindeer-footed. I don't know if you've heard that one, but that's that's one I've heard quite a bit. I haven't heard that one either. Oh, this this one's a little reindeer footed, and they're they're talking to the set to his pasterns and 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 the, you know you know maybe the dew calls hit the ground a little bit or a little softer footed, and that may not be one. That, and I'm I'm saying this because I have a daughter that can't go to major shows, so we spend a lot of time jackpot. She enjoys showing, so we jackpot, and you know I hear a lot of different terminology at some of these jackpots and things, but I've heard that one saying it one's, you know, reindeer footed. And, and, and what they're ultimately talking about was they were just softer pasture and weaker, you know, kind of weaker and broke down on their pastures. And, and that was, I guess, just a fancier or, or different way to say that that didn't sound maybe redundant or repetitive. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'd rather someone sound repetitive than say something that has people scratching their heads. Uh, you know, and, and I know, uh, like, and, and maybe you can explain this, and, and I'm going to probably, you know, like I'll ask you one, you can ask me one, you know. Uh, and the reason I say this, like I said, is, you know, it's coming on jackpot season. So, you know, Texas, we start blowing – will smoke up their asses at forty pounds. It's we're different down here. We're built different. <laughs> ain't nobody else in the in the whole damn country that, that jackpots and loves their jackpots like Texans. Okay, everywhere up north, out west, they'll tell you you Texans are built different when it comes to jackpots. Okay, so and that's fine. I mean that, that that's there ain't nothing wrong with that, but we're fixed to get in the thick of it, uh, and. These, these kids are are even parents that maybe are new or they don't know. And, and not, not everybody, not every kid out there, David is blessed with an ag teacher like Steve Horton. He is, you know, he is one of the, one of the elite in his category, uh, as far as feeding hogs and things like that, but not every kid's blessed with those. I, I, I certainly wish they were, uh, it seems like those are getting less and less, uh, every year, uh, and I, I hope that we get back in a trend of of maybe making a few few more of those Stevie Hortons or Kevin Thomases, uh, you know, them big them big ag you know them
3: our big time ag our, guys. Let me, let, I I, I Cole, not to interrupt. Let me add Studio Die and Joe Bonny and Lecompte to that. Studio Die yes, and Joe Bonnie. I mean, that, those, are, those are those guys, guys, and I think that's what that's what facilitated the groups. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Cole.
2: Right, right. I mean. You know, I just those are four ag teachers that that still haul a bunch of pigs in. They still bad devils. Bad devil. They answer your questions. You know, uh, and I guess those things aren't necessarily thing of the past. But there's not as many, I
3: guess, of those. No, they're, huge. they're, they're stupid. They're, I'm sorry, there's a, right. lot of, there's they're a lot. There's a lot of
2: young ag teachers that would rather just deflect a question to somebody else than have to answer it because they don't know.
3: But, like, you know, yeah, no, no, those are unicorns. Those are unicorns yes, Is well. They say. are. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I, I, my my biggest thing is, uh, I always told my wife, I said, I could have been an ag teacher, but I say fuck too much. That's <laughs> kind of frowned upon in an ag classroom. Uh, <laughs> I think you would be a good ag teacher, man. Uh, but uh, anyway, I wouldn't
3: mean necessarily. I think you'd be great.
2: So <laughs> the, the thing is, and you're going to, we're going to hear a lot of things like, uh, you know, when they say that this one is maybe drier in its 4 rib, uh, you know, you want to elaborate on that for us so we can kind of, you know, maybe maybe spread the word yeah. on that, something like that.
3: Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and I, I like this. I mean, you go back and forth. That's great. Uh, yeah, so dry in the 4-rib. So here's the bottom line. With all the feeds we have and the additives, you know, whether it's game on or You know, that's more top, but, you know, uh, a full figure that I use on body. You know, you can't spread a pig's ribs out. It's impossible. Uh, You know, it's just – but what you could do is you could try to mask it and hide it to some extent and shove him up and body him up to to hide that. But, yeah, drying the fore rib to me, Cole, I mean, I'll be honest with you, and I've judged quite a bit of shows, too, maybe not as much as Cole, Luke, but – I judge more in my younger years, when I was in my 20s, uh, right out of A&M. But, uh, but, you know, now that I'm kind of old, I don't judge as much. But, uh, but you know, it's even hard for me, Cole, to read rib, to be honest with you. Like, if one's chubby and clubby, and when I mean that, and that's kind of problematic for my whole speech today, chubby and clubby people probably don't know what that means. But, in other words, when they have width across their shoulder blades – they have width across their top. They have a deep center body. They have some guts in them. They have some flank in them, lean back to their hip. Then that somehow, in my mind, kind of can mask the, if they were a little tight rib. But, Cole, how do you read all that? I, I've never been able to read rib very good, to be honest.
2: That's because you show bears. You don't have to read rib very good. <laughs> I show breeding, yes. I do show breeding. I know. Uh, you know good and good that's kind of like you know one to judge to me when i re- refer to something as maybe a little drier in their rib is is not i guess uh i guess not as as fleshy like you said like they're not as fleshy right there they they yeah. want to get a little a little harsher right there uh in their rib, and and that you know that comes with maturity on a lot of these things i mean a lot of times when you're judging in November and December, it's okay for it to be a little drier in their forehead. Uh, it's okay for you know, uh, I guess that one uh, right there is is right. I'm getting there. Sorry, my wife's telling me. So my next one's going to be uh, is maybe one that's a little tighter or pinched in her heart girth, and that that area and uh, that's something that's big and bears as well uh because those elite ones they're going to they're going to be spread apart they're going to have some some rib some shape and some dimension down there right behind their fore rib uh you know and when they get a little tighter and a little more maybe pinched in their heart girth that's 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 referring to uh and correct me if i'm wrong cuz i'm not always right uh 99% of the time I'm- not right but or I'm or I'm partially right, right? So when it says one is, is pinched in their heart girth or, or right there or you know a little tighter hearted, which is a term that I'm sure you've probably heard, correct? Yes,
3: I have heard that. Yes. Okay.
2: So I mean that's basically right there behind their forearm. Uh yeah, behind their, their elbow forearm, right right behind their elbow, where basically you can just see the instead of being full and out and you can kinda it goes in maybe more tubular and uh and doesn't have that added shape and that added like curvature right there is where and, and that all is is you know goes back to like internal body capacity, feed
3: intake, things like that.
2: My yeah, so um, the way I, I the right
3: and I don't I don't know what all this means, Cole, but the but but just to throw it back at you, the way I read when a judge says, Okay, he's tight in his heart, the way I read that is like what you just said, there's an indention behind his shoulder blade where he's just pinched in. Where yeah. a judge says he needs more rib, he necessarily isn't pinched in. I know the rib's coming out, but the rib just isn't full enough. In other words, it, it doesn't extend long enough. Is it full enough, but I see, I read those two things differently, but, but again, that goes to the whole conversation here, Luke. I don't know what any of it means. Well,
0: I think it's very important, like to, to, to get the foundation to understand it all that, you know, if, if parents have a younger child or even if it's a, a, a older student, you know, that's in junior high or or just getting involved in high school, that it's very important to learn the anatomy of an animal so that if they are speaking to a certain section of the animal, they can at least identify what part of that pig they're talking about, whether it's the flank or the forearm or, or whatever it might be. Do do y'all agree with that? Absolutely. So I
2: guess, uh, more terms, uh, I guess one that, uh, It's probably used very commonly, uh, and and I guess they can use it in about 47,000 different ways. Is Like uh, when they're talking about extension, like from the blade forward, they'll say things like giraffe neck, geeky neck, jerk neck, swan neck. Uh, Why can't we just call these things what they are? They're extended and good-looking from the blade forward. Uh, and that's where they had the added advantage over
3: the one in second. You know, I could I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I think. But geeky uh,
1: neck
3: na- so na- to me, this. huh? Go ahead. I, I do want to say this though. It, me and you had a conversation. I won't name the judge, obviously. We had a conversation offline about a judge that called one Chewbacca legged, and we all know that's a big legged thing. I mean, a kid would know that, and you made that point. So. I, I am going to probably push back on you a little bit here. When when a judge does call them giraffe neck, I think the kid probably understands that is a long neck pick. But that that's my only point there. But I agree with you. It's ridiculous. I just call them extended neck, good looking, and going down the road. So I agree with you. But I was just saying that that was my point. Well, yeah.
2: I, I mean, I'm sure they – you know, the giraffe neck deal, you're probably correct. But
3: maybe not always geeky neck and shit like that. No, geeky, I don't think a kid would understand, Geeky. No, my, my specific example is a giraffe. Just like yeah. when you said the j- tobacco deal, I mean, I think a kid understands that. I think a kid understands giraffe. I don't yeah, well, know. well let,
0: let, let me ask you all this. Why got would the modern kid like, or would the younger kids nowadays do they have that reference to go that far back to Chewbacca? <laughs> we might have to change I'm it up blue. like a like a Pokemon leg or something.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna leave that up to you, man. Hey, uh, you're, you're above my pay grade on that, man. I'm, I'm 47, man. I'm too old to know what the modern kid thinks, so I'm gonna leave that up <laughs> to you, my friend. Uh yes, yeah, sir. Uh, no, but I, I agree with. You. Oh, I mean, Cole, I mean, honestly, just call him long extended neck, good neck. And we're going to get into that with the skull. I mean, whenever you want to punt it back to me, we'll roll on. But that's up to you, buddy.
2: Good. Let's go. It's your ball now.
3: Oh, okay. Well, I did want to say one thing that I mean I did want to say one thing I meant to say at the beginning, and I'm done with my, my beginning or preface to my statement. Um, I think – what I really think of these judges, they grew up in these judging teams. And, you know, Cole and I, and I, I know he alluded to, he was on the judging team. I was never on one. And uh, I just grew up in school of hard knocks, raised pigs my whole life, my, my entire life. And uh, I wouldn't much – well, anyways, I don't need to say any of that. But my, my point with all of it is I feel like the judges – because Cole mentioned younger judges, and I'm not trying to pick on younger ones or older ones or anything like that. But obviously, I think y'all know where I'm laying on all this. But the the problem is everybody's trying to outsmart each other, sound cuter, sound more intellectual. So they come up with this terminology that even a guy like me and Cole, who've been doing it decades, can't even understand. So what about the kid, the Johnny, the kid that I gave the example with Stevie that paid the thousand bucks for the pig, 500 for the feed, 200 for the medicine? They get eighth at Houston, they, they certainly ain't gonna understand it. And yeah, and it's I'll, like Luke alluded to. If you don't understand it, how do you get better the next year? How do you figure it out? Okay, I don't need a straight, stilty fronted one, okay. You know, blah blah. But but anyways, that that's the end of my, my speech on all that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get in more terminology when you're ready. Go ahead, Luke.
0: Yeah, no, the, the the only thing that kid knows is that he got eighth at Houston. He don't know why. He don't know why he didn't get tenth. He's happy he exactly, didn't, but he exactly. don't know why he didn't get fifth, sixth, or seventh either.
3: And, and, and um, I'm telling you, Luke, when they don't, when you don't know why, when you don't know why, and you put that kind of financial investment, that kind of time investment, that kind of emotional investment, that kind of human investment into an animal, which I've done, and then you don't even know why, it's it's a very frustrating experience, in my opinion. And that's why I asked Cole, because I want to be clear for everybody listening to this, I asked Cole to come on because I yeah. have something to say. So.
0: Yeah. You know, I I think society maybe... I I think uh, it's out of hand. Yeah, society sometimes maybe gets busy and they just want to know what time the watch says versus really diving off into the subject and figuring out how the watch works. You know, I I think that might be be a good uh, explanation of of this. So I I know
2: that, you know, fancy terms, they're not always the best. I mean, and a lot of times people use them in their... to sound smart and I think that and and I I guess I don't have a lot of I don't have a big I I don't have a huge problem with the fancy terms because it's just a part of it anymore. Uh but my part of it my my deal is some of these guys will use their fancy terms incorrectly. Or they will they will say the fancy term but it doesn't match the animal they're describing. Right.
1: That is, great you
2: know, and, and that's what I got to tell people. Uh, that, you know, they'll they'll have a pig and they'll say they went to jackpot. This is what he said. Well, send me a video of a pig, and I say he said what? And I said <laughs> I, I think a lot of times some of these guys use such a canned set of reasons for pigs that they don't always match the pigs, they're maybe coming out of the hole. They just kinda they know that, you know, this what I need to say and they're probably not gonna understand anyway. At a jackpot, at a jackpot. I'm talking when you get on a big level, most of them guys do things correctly. You know, most of them are I'm, I'm talking more on a jackpot, like county show level.
3: Yeah, I agree. Well, if you gentlemen are ready, I'll just move on to my next terminology. Just roll on. Go Go ahead, ahead. my man. Uh, Go ahead. So, 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 and and obviously, I want Cole to chime in, and obviously, Luke, you too, obviously. Um, But, Cole, I I get worn out by the pin set thing. Um, That's my second on my list of things that wears me out. Um, You know, I've heard it all my life. I mean, I I don't (laughs) horn on I have Joe Cattle. You know, cattle do have balls that are pins above their hip, and hogs do too, but they're not—they're they're not proliferated or whatever the word is. They're not yeah. profound like the cattle's. I mean, they're not—they're not something you can see. Th- and I get part of this. Yes. Just, just calling good hip, you know, wide, wide, wide hip, uh, big butted. Uh, Sound. I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, are we, we going to start saying things warn me? Out? I mean, does that wear you out, Cole? Or are we, we going to start saying pigs
2: Are we going to start saying are longer from their hooks to the pins,
3: too?
2: I, I it tell. might come
3: to that. I but mean,
2: is that, but it, it, be it, honest it,
3: with me, Cole. Does that pin set thing wear you out? It wears me out, personally. It wears
2: me out because let me tell you something. I have so explain it to some people the pin bones are. So if you're that's the pin bones of the hip bones.
3: Yeah, exactly. That a so if you're walking around like we're, we're in a drought right now in Texas. And your, and you pin bones, them, your hip bones.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, you see them cattle that are kind of sitting out there, and you can kind of see them. They look a little hippie, and, you know, that's that's what you're seeing right there. And, and you know, I've had some pigs that had a big, I guess, if I'm going to say it, a big pin set, right? Some, some breeding gilts that were doing. big, wide, square hipped, big pin set. And I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, when they talk about how good a pin set is on a breeding guilt, they're not going to be a very good breeding guilt.
3: Really? Do you, you don't think they can pair a or what?
2: Well, I just, I, I just, the way they're set, you know, the, the, the levelness of the hip and and the, the length, you know. Sure. I think sometimes those ones that had, you know, the bigger the bigger, wider ones, I've had more issues with them than maybe ones that didn't look as big and wide. You know, and, and I guess a lot of that eludes, it's you know, muscle also pulls things pulls things apart.
3: But yes. Yeah, and, and look and I and Luke, I'll tell you, I understand the pin set thing. I actually understand <laughs> that. So maybe that should or should not be on my list. But look, here's my issue. The Johnny guy that we've been talking about the whole conversation, they, they don't understand it. There's no way. But I do I, understand that part.
2: I agree. Uh, So, in a lot of times, a lot of these people will say, like, a pig, a, a certain pig maybe has or needs more spread and dimension of high. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that. I mean, would you like to elaborate on, yeah, on what that's talking about?
3: Yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, something that to me is simple to me. It's, uh you know, how, how wide are they cross their shoulder blades? How wide are they cross their top? How much ditch do they have in their top? You know, how do they, you know, how how long hip they are? You know, how much loin do they have? How much uh, muscle do they have? But yeah, spread and width of high means all that to me. But, you know, and I maybe the 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 newcomer understands that Cole. I don't know, but I mean I, I actually do kind of understand it. But, right. and, but and, I and mean I think it could be I think it could be explained much easier.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think most people do, but I mean like you're talking spread and dimension. Basically you're talking about muscle shape, width, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And that, that does so I mean we, I guess oh, that does sound I mean that does sound I guess like a uh, just a different, less redundant way to say yeah. muscle shape and
3: and uh, and volume. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, when I judge co, I say they're big topped, and they've got, bit, uh, you know, a lot of muscle. I mean, I, I just say it as, you know, it is what it is to me. But I agree yep. with you there. So, hey, this is one thing, Luke, that I even want you to chime in if you want to. one thing that really bothers me, and I still haven't understood it. As they talk about the width between the eyes, and Cole and I talked offline, and he and I, and I agree with Cole. I mean, they're talking about how big skull they are, but like Cole said earlier, here's my so this Cole, let's talk about this. I mean, you want to roll? Are you ready to roll, brother? Let's go. Let's <laughs> are go. you ready? Let's dance. All right, let's go. Yeah. So here's my problem. So you get a giraffe neck one, you get a long neck one. Okay. Well, he's maybe a little long nose. Okay. Maybe he's a little weeny headed. Okay. But how can you say one's cool looking, one's long neck, like you just said, but then he doesn't have enough width across his eyes, which means he's, you know, skinny scold or whatever, however you want to put it. I mean, where where, where is the equilibrium to this deal? Where's the balance? And I'm I'm asking this to you, in Luke. I don't honestly know. It, that, it's never been a question for me until three or four years ago. Well, I mean, I mean when, when I got a when I got a cool next one, I always thought I was good, co, And now all of a sudden, we're talking about width between the eyes, and we're talking. Well, let me tie into another thing I hate: the, the cheekbone. I mean, what does that mean? Cheekbone? I mean, what, what is? I mean, they're either stout enough headed and they're good looking enough headed and long enough neck, or they're not. I mean, what does all that stuff mean? I, in ahead, in my
2: opinion,
0: I don't know that it means anything. Other than it's absolutely a beauty pageant, and what what beauty looks best to that person on that day, and maybe I'm wrong. I would agree. Uh, I mean, I mean, no, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know, width projected. of eyes. I know width of eyes can tell you about how long an alligator is, but whenever it comes to <laughs> pigs, you know that's something new to me. I mean, hell, you know. Well,
2: don't, hey, just, Luke,
3: don't let a big alligator attack me, buddy. Hopefully, you, you only met me, but don't let one of them wide-eyed ones come at me. I'm a little guy, man. <laughs> there ain't a...
2: You know, as tight as this gene pool's getting, there ain't going to be a lot of width between their eyes anymore. They're getting, <laughs> my eyes are getting closer and closer. As tight as the gene pool's getting on some of these things, don't you think?
3: I mean, I feel like my I feel like my eyes are on top of each other, but the only reason I mentioned to Luke about the wrestling the alligator deal is I heard one on, on one of y'all segments, he like Wrestle steers, so and he looks like a big enough dude, and you know, a little guy like me, I gotta have protection, man. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: Luke, Luke Luke's—he's in protection. I try to make dude.
3: friends with that. That's why I like you, Cole, because you will protect me. You're big dude, so yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm big
0: some bitch. Hey, hey, David, how do you feel yeah. about doing a part two to this? I, I think this is a topic that, man, we can spend a whole lot more time on, and, and I think everybody
3: would appreciate. Yeah, I'll do whatever you tell me. want Hey, to. let's
2: do a part two. Get you, give give us. We'll give you more time to get Dad in there because everybody needs the goat on a podcast.
3: Okay, well, sounds great. At- hey, thank y'all for it. Hey, thank. Hey, thanks, Luke. Thanks. I for I still some
2: thank more. Y'all. I still have some more terminology I'd like to talk about too.
3: Uh, oh but, no, I'm not done with my
2: list either.
3: But yeah, we're good. But <laughs> we I, think, I think I uh,
2: think yeah. I think if we can go get a part two to this, maybe next week, maybe work with
3: maybe work with Pops and uh get him uh, Yeah, I, if I could get him online, I actually I really appreciate it, Cole. I mean he would enjoy it. Oh and, man and I, and I think he'll give, give some historical I think he gives some historical reference to things and you know it'd just be a it'd be like can, the super Bowl. I can sit there with to your get dad. On, but...
2: I, I I'm gonna tell you this and, and I know pigs have changed a lot over the years, but when your nephew Clay, right Clay Marble, that's your nephew, correct?
3: That 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 would be him, yeah.
2: When yeah. he went San Antonio with that blue pig in two thousand and three, because I was a senior,
3: you got it. I you thought it. that
2: pig right there was for his time one of the best. Come so from Mike Clay Thomas. I was actually I did not really know your dad at the time, but I was sitting next to him, a real close. May I don't think it was during the grand drive. I think it was during the grand cross drive, and. uh and he was, like, I I could just tell there was a lot of passion there. And I think that kid, oh, yeah. you know, for that right. time, was probably one of the better ones I'd seen. And then I guess from what I've seen hey. here late, we're going to see a lot more than Mike hogs winning shows.
3: Yeah, no, Mike's back on it. I bought one or two from him. But, I, hey, uh, I love Mike Clay. He's a great person. But, but anyways, well, I was going to tell you this, Cole, is – uh that's one the only. The only time I can remember I've ever cried during an animal event. I cried, and uh, and I want Luke to know this, and I want the listeners, whoever listens. Maybe we got one listener, but uh, that pig cost eight hundred twenty-five dollars. I bought him, and Dad told me that I was a first-year lawyer and I was stressed out, but I was already in West Texas. Dad said you need to go to Mike Clay's, and that thing was beat to heck. You know Mike doesn't. That's you know Cole. He don't no. pat on him or nothing. You know no. that thing was beat to heck. He looked like he looked like Rambo. He was chubby necked or you know short necked. I'm trying to use the terminology I'm preaching here, short necked and you know real heavy muscled. You know way too overdone. Mike had him on starter or whatever, and you know short hipped and but but yeah, we got lucky and um, it all worked out, man. So but I, I just wanted Luke to know that and the listeners that you could buy an eight hundred twenty five dollar pig at least at some point in the the world you, and you actually talking try to about- win something. You talking about that, Mike Clay,
2: that next year uh, we went to, I was in college up there to the panhandle. We went to Mike Clay's sale, kind of helped work it a little bit. He his farm sale. Your dad had some consigned. Uh, yep. And Mike had, I bet Mike had 60, maybe 60 to 80 pigs there. And he had them in that old barn there, white deer. And yep. he had self-feeders in there. He had hooked the water lines up, and he had ten or twelve to a pen. It wasn't none of this. We put these big fluffy shavings and forty-seven lights and smoke, and we got two pigs in the pen, <laughs> and and they're wet It was it was Mike Clay, and it's just like you're seeing them at the farm, and they had them in there, and there was no floor on them because he had sell them. He sold them from fifty dollars to seventy-five hundred dollars. You
3: know,
2: and at the time, I was a lot, and probably
3: more, but I know there was no bottom floor. He's like, I, let's sell them, you know. I mean, he's a, I mean, and you got to agree, Cole. He's a true breeder. Him and Rory and those guys, I mean, they're throwbacks, man. Earl Kane, I mean, they're they're throwbacks. They're real breeders. They're not jocks. They're not going to promote them. I mean, they're not necessarily going to help you with the pigs and be a group leader or none of that. But, but, but they're, they're, they're the people that matter to me. And, uh, yes, hey, Cole, I do have one yes. question for you because I talked to Mike two weeks ago and he asked me this question. I knew the answer and I want to know if you know the answer and then we'll be done. I'll be done talking with Luke. I know Luke's running the tight ship here. <laughs> but, uh, do you, do, do you know what is hanging in Mike Clay's barn? There's a stuffed animal hanging in his barn still. Do you know? I mean, I hadn't been, been
2: in his barn one time and I don't recall if I remember
3: okay. what is. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Do you remember the boar monkey breath that he bought I, from Roy? I remember the boar monkey breath. Okay, so to this day, that was like 22 years ago. I we were still at Brenham, and him and Roy were negotiating it, and me and Dad were around them. And so it was like 25 years ago, or whatever it was. I mean, I'm 47, so you just—I was in college at the time, I think. But anyways, he still has a daggum monkey hanging in his barn. That's pretty cool, man. Yes. In honor, in honor of that boar that changed that changed his life. That board yeah. changed it. I, I, I hopefully you remember that. That boar really. Helped yeah,
2: because there was a there's like a monkey breath, brass monkey, maybe monkey nuts. Yeah, there's a whole had, lot of yeah, the McCoy,
3: breath. I think McCoy, I think McCoy had brass monkey. Yes, there was yeah. a bunch of monkeys.
2: And there may not have been a monkey nuts. That just may have been <laughs> may have been something like man. I wish I had. <laughs>
3: I don't I don't remember monkey nuts, but I maybe I, we can
2: bring it back, Luke, monkey nuts.
3: hi hey, Luke, you were telling me I see your wife was going to edit this. I'd probably edit that. I, I think I've been pretty <laughs> good. We're going to
1: edit that. You get. You I mean, get I good. haven't.
3: I haven't. Well, you called him monkey nuts. I haven't cut it all. <laughs> no, no, I didn't call him Monkey Nuts. I just said that's good. Lou gave me the right action. Miss Ashley's going to just kind of all show me out. So i am kind of be good, but, man. But hey, 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 you get a good
2: blue boar and you name him Monkey Nuts because they got them blue vermin <laughs> <them> verv- <laughs> mon- verv- monkeys
3: that have blue ones, you know? <laughs> I I'm telling you I'd breed the monkey nuts because that means you Hey,
2: you many, How many pig guys you know how I many guys you know that know that vervet monkeys have
0: blue balls?
2: Probably <laughs> <all I> just one. <laughs> <want. laughs> hey David, we
0: appreciate your time this week, man. Hi, this is not this is not over. This is not over by far. I think uh
3: we'll uh, get with well, you later on in the it,
0: week. Gentlemen. We'll uh, we'll yeah, get I them, mean, what, part two going. I, just,
3: uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and hopefully, it helps our our program, not interrupt well, I, I tell you home. what, thank I you, I, th-
0: I think Cole and I both learned a little bit off of this, and just just kind of the the, the terminology and lingo. And I know yeah. our listeners, no matter if they've been showing fifteen years or fifteen minutes, I think they're gonna really really benefit for it. So we look part uh, look forward to part two, and uh, hope you have a good afternoon, my man. Just put a put
3: a little hey, hey, place hey, home hey right, hey, right thank there, you, and we we'll pick thank up where y'all. we started off.
2: Thank you, yeah, hey David. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, sir. David. T- yeah. tell, dad, tell your dad to say hello, and I'd love to get him on one
3: time. Yeah, y'all just give me hey, give me a little more notice where I can try to figure it out for him. I will. Out, I <laughs> All right, right. Hey, you, gentlemen. Get hey, thank you, Mary. gentlemen. Y'all have a good. Y'all have a good evening.
2: Right. Bye bye. Yes, Bye-bye. terminology we talked about and, and going to get more into and dip more into in part two is is something that uh, I think everybody needs to at least understand or have a general general knowledge of. You know of what, even the basic terminology, the stuff that you know that I, you and I probably know what they're talking about, but some just some uh, you know person just getting started maybe doesn't. So
0: yeah. So so with that, Cole, I, I, I do have a couple questions. We can do a quick question and answer uh, on this segment, and then we'll do a little more in depth question and answer on uh, part two. And whenever we get done with Mister Chumley. So one of the questions comes in uh, from Rodney. Yeah. His question is, Cole, would you sacrifice the best board prospect you ever had in the barn for a guaranteed win overall at the Houston Bear show? No. Uh, explain, explain why not. I think I know why not, but explain why I, I not.
2: I mean, I guess, uh, maybe I'll get a little different. Uh, two reasons. If he truly is the best one I think I've ever seen, uh, then it probably needs to be putting some sows to make more, you know, more good picks. Uh, you can't do that if you cut your nuts out. Uh, also I guess a lot of depends on price. In fact, you know, the you gotta factor in the price. I mean uh what's his thing, you know, what's he what you know, what can I get for him as a baby versus versus his uh what he would be worth as a uh, as a mature hog and you know, breeding value and that. Uh I mean I guess I'm more of just a, a a breeding guy, I guess. I mean I, I I've never really kept many boars. Uh I haven't really had uh had any that did just hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh we do have some uh breed hogs, you know, a couple of breed hogs on feed this year I think are pretty nice. So uh you know, and then we did have you know, I, I don't know. I, there's no such thing ever as a guaranteed win, so I'm definitely not doing that. I mean, it doesn't matter. So, if it is a guaranteed win, then it's a rigged deal, and I damn sure don't want to ever win one because of that. So, my answer is yeah. just going to
0: be no. There you go. And, and and I think that's a great answer. I mean, yeah, that that that's a great answer. I don't think you could answer it better.
2: I don't know. Uh, right. uh, the chance of me ever raising one that wins an overall at a major show are pretty slim. Uh, but if I do, I. I damn sure don't want it to be because, you know, I cut him because I knew going in he was going to win it. I mean,
3: you know. Right.
2: right. All right. I guess that's a strange question. I mean, I I mean, I mean, guess I answered it the, the, the way I would probably answer it to anybody. I mean, I, no. I mean, I just – I wouldn't because uh, there's no such thing as a guaranteed win and uh, that thing could get crippled on the way to Houston. Uh, you know, get that around stay the judge not like him. So or there could just be one that shows up that's better, you know.
0: Right. So, question number two. What is your opinion on automatic waterers in the show barn? Are there ways to know a pig is getting enough water in them? We always use tubes in the barn, but we are considering automatic waterers. But my Our concern team. is knowing when one is off water.
2: Uh, you'll, you'll be able to tell. I mean, they, pigs aren't going to, they, they don't go off water like they do feed. I mean, they may not consume as much, but I mean, they're going to drink. I mean, if they got a fever, they're going to drink. If they got an ulcer, they're going to drink. There's a, there's not, a, there's not near as many things that are going to keep them. I mean, cause you think about it when you're sick, if you have the flu or COVID or something, you don't give a damn about eating. You want to drink, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's just a thing. Uh, they're going to take in more water because when you, when they press their nose to something and it just squirts in their mouth or, <laughs> or it, it. Uh, or it fills up that cup is a lot. I mean, they're going to, they're going to intake a hell of a lot more than if they had to sit there and, and suck on a water nipple because, uh, those water nipples are not pressurized. Basically, you're just, I mean, yeah, it's at the bottom of, you know, it's typically at the bottom of it, but that water gets kind of stagnant sitting in there, and it doesn't matter how hard you try, you're going to get some dead flies and shit like that. Uh, I guess when uh, when Ashton was feeding at a school barn, they that's the only option they had. So they had pipe waters, and then she went and got uh, like a five gallon water jug, uh, like from Walmart, filled it up, and she would turn it over on top of there. So basically, that hog had access to five gallons a day. Uh, you know, because some of those pipe waters are not going to hold very much water, and when you get up there, those bears and gilts weighing that, you know, two eighty to three hundred, three hundred ten pounds, they're gonna they're gonna intake quite a bit of water throughout the day. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I guess there's really no way to tell, other than just physically looking at them, and and I think that everybody that shows. Any kind of livestock should be able to physically look at their animal and tell, hey, this thing is dehydrated, not getting enough water. Uh, so I would be, if I had the option, uh, uh, water tubes versus, uh, like cup water or nipple water that, that's plumbed into a water line, uh, 100% of the time, I am taking the, uh, pressurized water.
0: Got gotcha. you, Good deal. Yeah. And, and and I think when them pigs kind of get that size, you know, if, if they do go off of water a day, day and a half or so, you ought to be able to tell pretty damn quick that, yep. man, something's up. We got to we got we to gotta change something. Well, Cole, uh, I think I think part one on on this topic was going to be or has been very, very well. I'm excited to get part two uh, next week. And then, uh, excuse me, it looks like we're going to be recording quite a bit on Sunday because sure. unless his wife has her baby, uh, Mr. Austin Bulls with Purpose Circle Magazine is going to join us for an episode to be recorded Sunday. So we're starting to get these things lined up and getting some quality people on here so so it's not just me and you. <laughs> And uh um, I, I think we're going Do you, do you, do you know Austin? <laughs> uh, I talked to him today a little bit and, and I think he's going to be alright fella <laughs> Oh yeah He told me that he was going to try to talk to his wife and tell her not to be rude and have the baby on Sunday so he said if she can wait till Monday that would be just fine That would be
2: good I, uh, right. uh, the way mine was, the way mine's been moving the last few days, I don't think she's going to make it to October the 1st.
0: She's about ready, huh?
1: Yeah, she's ready.
0: Well, call you have a good rest of your week, my man. I know you're traveling right now. Y'all be you're safe. Ready? Uh, enjoy yes, the sir. rest of your week, and, uh, we will get... All right. Geared up for next week with uh part two of Lingo in the Pen. Hell yeah! All right, my man. Y'all have a good one. Adios. All right, buddy.